Well, I don't do a lot of movie reviews on this podcast, but I figured I would do one today. And I think I'm going to title this one, Why I Hated the Batman. Which pains me to say, because I really, really wanted to like it. I'd heard so much good stuff about it, and I... uh, But then, strangely, I left the theater feeling empty, and I don't know why, and it's taken me some time to think about it, so this is going to be me trying to figure out why I hated it. It's probably not why you think. So I'm just going to say off the bat that uh, one of the early criticisms we've seen is things like race swapping and and so on. And and that, with this particular movie, it never really bothered me going in. And uh, even as I went on, and it, it became obvious that they were deliberately trying to say basically every main white character, except Alfred, was pretty much bad. Um, and every good character was non-white. Even even Batman or, or Bruce Wayne, I should say, was accused of not being charitable enough. Maybe I'll get into that a bit because that was weird. Uh, but basically every bad character was white and um, every good character was decided to not be white. So that, that criticism was out there, but that did not really bother me. But what does bother me about that is the fact that it was almost, it feels like it was almost done as a deliberate attempt to avoid criticism because they could say, oh, now you're just racist if you don't like it. And the fact that she even goes so far, Catwoman is to say, oh, well, she uses the term white privilege, which kind of gives the game away a bit. But, uh, which again, even watching it, I was like, okay, yeah, I know what you're doing. Let's, let's move on. Uh, it didn't upset me, but I think it's worth mentioning because, like I say, this is it, it's as if it was stuck in there deliberately so that it can't be criticized. And I, it's weak. That's weak in a movie that's supposed to be about someone who's strong. So that's okay. That's my first uh, little disclaimer there. Uh, so before getting into what I didn't like, maybe I should say what I did like, which is like. Um, I, it, it really resembles the kind of Arkham games, which I wasn't, I didn't, I'm not a gamer, but my son really loved them and it's cool. It gives a bit of a detective element in that kind of stuff. And some of the technology and stuff seemed to be clearly, uh, inspired by that. And I, th- I thought that was done well. Um, but it took me a long time leaving the theater. I just kind of felt empty and I was trying to figure out, okay, what, what was it about this movie that failed for me? I wanted to like it so much, and the fact that I didn't, it was bothering me for a long time. I think I might have figured it out. I think it mainly has to do with the fact that the two main characters, the main protagonist and the main antagonist, have major problems. Um, Batman is probably a big one to cover, so I guess I'll start with uh, Riddler, the main antagonist. So... His whole... Sorry, this is going to have spoilers, so maybe I'll put that in the title. His whole shtick, his whole um, uh, goal, his whole motivation for this whole time is to... uh, He says he wants to unmask the corruption in Gotham. Basically, he wants to expose all these people I was talking about, the kind of rich, white, powerful men, whatever, as um, the, the... sort of villains they are or the the 
immoral or people they are or whatever. So he wants to unmask these. And so he sets up this series of um, riddles that is going to help Batman to expose this is sort of the idea. But part of the problem with this is that um, in exposing this, they're, they're talking about this rat, this one big rat who's supposed to uh, they do the kind of cliche line, this goes bigger, this goes higher than you know, and all this stuff. So they're going to expose who is the biggest, baddest rat of them all. And it turns out it's a gangster lord. It's it's the top dog gangster lord, and, and that's supposed to be a twist, I suppose. Which, I don't know, it's pretty convoluted to make that a twist, I would have to say. But anyway, so he has unmasked the this nasty um uh what would you call it i guess um godfather ma mafia boss kind of guy as being a bad guy okay um yay but along the way he he exposes other people like a da and and a couple people in the police department and that as being corrupt and the mayor himself um and and actually in fact the the Wayne family Bruce Wayne uh, Thomas Wayne sorry Bruce Bruce's father who you know he's a, a rich white man straight white man too so obviously he's bad um so he goes about exposing all these people then at the end once they're all exposed it's like he just kind of gives himself up he Batman doesn't need to do anything to capture him he just kind of gives himself up and then for some reason just decides he's going to blow up the city and have a bunch of these incel people who are followers of his and kind of, <laughs> uh, I guess, shoot shoot some people up, shoot the, the, um, the moral new black mayor who everyone loves, even the may dead mayor's family for some reason. Um, anyway, it's just, it kind of falls flat. It's like his plan doesn't make any sense. He wants to expose all these people. So he blows up the city for no reason other than seemingly to give Batman something to do. That's all I can suspect that's for. Um, and there's this kind of theme under it that, well, let's get into Batman now because yeah, he, he was just kind of following along the whole time. But so there was a couple things with him as Batman and Bruce Wayne are pretty much the same person, which I get they were trying to do something different. You don't want the same thing every time, you know. Um, but I did feel there was something missing there. I did not identify with Bruce Wayne, even when he was kind of trying to appeal to the audience to feel for him, to feel his... I mean, there was some interesting things explored, like finding out his father was not the wholesome man, but it, it felt unearned. We knew nothing about him. We knew nothing about his connection with him. Like, they did something like this in Dexter, but it's like they led into it. They earned it. And so that betrayal felt real, but here it didn't. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, my dad's a bad person. And my mom was crazy. I was like, well, it, it just fell flat. It didn't, there was no connection to it. Bruce Wayne himself was quite uninteresting. He was just kind of a mopey emo guy who was pretty much like Batman without the suit, which, I don't know, I, it, it just didn't work for me, that's all. It just didn't work for me. And then his whole 
character arc. I didn't think he really had any character arc, but it was weird. At the end, he decided that because Riddler's men were out for vengeance, because they felt hard done by, because like I said, they were kind of incel-type people. Uh, so him feeling hard done by and going for revenge, he's like, it, it's a weird double, kind of weird message at the end saying, I have helped these people, but yet I shouldn't continue what I'm doing, kind of thing. It's like, what? Um, because they said they were out for vengeance, and he is called Mr. Vengeance all the time, or whatever he's called, uh, they they call him vengeance because I am vengeance. Um, so he's decided I shouldn't be vengeance. I should be hope. Which I was watching this, and I'm like, but that's Superman's thing. Like, so you're you're stripping away everything about Batman. Like he's that makes him Batman at this point. Like what what's a sequel gonna be? He's Mister Nice Guy. He's no longer like a fierce you know, vigilante striking fear into the hearts or, you know, it, it just felt like it felt like, I don't know, like they didn't understand the character, not like I'm an expert, but it just felt like a betrayal of, of the character himself. And, uh, and, and it was stupid too, as much as he was supposed to be a smart guy, you know, the smarter than all the police force. Cause he could, figure out these riddles Riddler was putting around. Um, but yet he couldn't have the sense to say, well, maybe it's not that, maybe it's not that vengeance so-called is, is what's wrong or, or, or maybe it's just that vengeance is wrong, but, um, that's not why I should be doing this. I should be doing this for other reasons, which I suppose is fine. But you'd think that he'd be smart enough to realize that these people, these incels, I'm going to call them, were just like perverting, taking a good idea and perverting it or something. Um, anyway, uh, I'll think about it some more, see if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, to return to Bruce Wayne for a moment, I was thinking a bit more about that and thinking about the fact that his, mo maybe part of the reason why I don't, I've never identified with the character is that his motivations in this aren't really quite clear. I mean, we know, I understand they don't want to do a traditional origin story because we've seen that a million times. We've seen it like in, in Batman v Superman, we saw it when we probably shouldn't have seen it. It was a bit unnecessary. Um, they wanted to do like the, the new Spider-Man movies where it's just, he is that he's already kind of started down that road, but nonetheless, it's a new character. It would be nice to identify with him. It would be nice to understand his reasonings for it beyond being like an angsty, recluse teen guy. Um, so, yeah, there's that in part two, I think. Uh, yeah, there was actually another section. There will probably be a couple more of them here, but one of the things that I thought they really blew, it was actually potentially quite interesting, but I think they kind of blew it, was... This the the mayor elect, whatever, comes up to Bruce Wayne when he makes the uh, a rare appearance in public, and says, "Hey, I wanted to talk to you because you know I've noticed that there hasn't been a lot. You haven't been doing a lot of philip. Oh boy, I'm gonna butcher this word, philanthropical stuff. You haven't been doing a lot of charitable stuff um, like your father did, and so I'm gonna change that." 
and it's almost like a veiled threat of socialism or something. It's like, I'm going to, you don't want to give your money. I'm going to force you to give your money to charity is kind of how it sounds, which it's could have been so much better. I mean, she, it's interesting. She brought it up. She should have brought it up because, and the fact that they exposed Thomas Wayne as being potentially corrupt and having, being not such a perfect guy could potentially be interesting in this because what you could say is you could say, well, he he, he gave away plenty to charity, but in reality, it was like he's Bill Cosby, right? He seemed he seemed good. He seemed wholesome and everything and, and kind and charitable, but underneath it, he was corrupt and he was cruel and he was, um, I don't know, he just wasn't a good person in reality, whereas Bruce Wayne could be said to be the opposite. He's not giving to charity and such, um, but yet he's doing other services to his community that's going unseen. Now, that's a really interesting theme, and it, it kind of sucks that they just kind of glossed it over and stuck it in with the guise of this this weird, veiled threat that kind of just brushes by most people. Uh, actually, something occurred to me here, uh, which was, so I'm a recreational writer, um, just finishing up a novel now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And one of the things that occurred to me was, um, stories have subtext and they have themes and they have things that are kind of below the surface. So it occurred to me since I'm having such a difficult time trying to figure out exactly what it is that is not sitting right with me. Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's one of the things sitting below the surface of this. So obviously I tried to think about what those might be. And as I was thinking back through it, I've only seen the movie once, but I was thinking back through it. And then I think the key to those might have been like up until it was more towards the end where I just felt like wanting. There was some good setup and so on and everything. And towards the end, it kind of fell flat for me. And I was thinking, well, what happened at the end? And I think the key was that the it was this biblical imagery that happened. First, there was kind of a flood, a flood of the town, and then subsequently kind of Batman falls into it and, and is born again out of the water. He's baptized and that. And I was thinking, okay, well, what's the meaning behind those things? Uh, so I guess I'll do them in order they appear. So so the, the, the flooding, what what might that represent? Well, I guess we kind of have to look back to understand that one on it. It's washing. It's, it's kind of a weird one because the, the flooding was caused by Riddler, which would suggest he was God, I guess. Um, if, if that's the case, if that was the intention, I can't imagine it was an accidental thing. Um, but then uh, there is definitely a hatred in this for the established order. Maybe that's the idea is that saying God is evil. Um, I hadn't thought of that before. Maybe that's the point. God is evil and he's, when, you know, um, but there's a hatred for the established order, definitely. And it's saying it needs to be washed away. And the thing is, because they made that blatant statement about the white privilege and, and, and the point of having all these evil white men who are corrupt and so on, um, it, it would suggest that it's a washing away is required for a new world order or whatever. And, um, and it's even kind of pushed further home that this idea, you know, that where at the end where Catwoman kind of suggests, well, I'm going to leave and go do the noble thing of basically robbing rich investors, which 
So this message certainly doesn't ring true with me, if, if that is there and I'm not just seeing it. <laughs> uh, because I think it would only ring true to people who are kind of resentful, of, of especially of anybody who has more and they feel like they deserve more, right? And um, So I can see it ringing true for those type of people, and for me it didn't, so maybe that's part of it. But then the, then the whole baptism thing, so... It happens right after Batman sees this guy and he, he says, I am vengeance, which is something Batman says, of course. And um, I, I kind of talked about that a second ago. He sees that, then he goes and falls in the water and is baptized and reborn. And, and like I said, he kind of decides that crime fighting is not the way and instead hope is the way and, and um, not, not just, well, that's what he says, but it kind of implies like now he's... I don't know, not not fighting crime in a way, um, because I guess the the suggestion there is that by him fighting crime, that makes him the same as Riddler, who was kind of doing that the whole time. Um, but then that's kind of an idea. Again, I just don't agree with it. Like I'm I'm someone who believes that criminality should be punished. So to say that and and okay, right. And I've mentioned Dexter before. I don't know why it's on my brain. Maybe I'm I'm watching the new Blood one. Maybe that's why it's on my brain. But there's other things that have explored this with vigilante. And I like vigilante stories because they, they give you a moral dilemma. It's like it feels right, but you know it kind of isn't. And it's it's bringing justice outside the law. And, and Dexter did it so well because you were feeling like these guys, for the most part, deserved it. And you can do interesting things when you explore that, like punishing an innocent person accidentally and things like that. But... Um, but it's this kind of weird sensation of feeling like justice is served, even though the rules were broken and, and the established laws sometimes fail us and things like this. And that's kind of what Batman represented. And, but now he's saying, oh, by doing that, I was just the same as, as Riddler. So again, uh, uh, something that didn't ring true to me and didn't ring true to my my version of Batman and maybe I'm partially sensitive to it because I've, I've seen, I mentioned on the same podcast before how I've seen them, uh, DC comics utterly destroy everything Superman's supposed to be about. And it, it feels a little bit like that for Batman to me. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Huh? Uh, actually I kind of wanted to explore that idea a little bit more about if in fact Riddler represents God, because as I thought about that a little more, I realized that that would suggest that Batman is Jesus, which kind of, it it's, might sound a little crazy on the surface, but actually there's other hints, uh, because actually Commissioner Gordon often shouts out, someone made a comment about this, he says Jesus or Christ or whatever, curses that out a bunch of times throughout the movie, especially when Batman's around, so... Uh, I'm not quite sure who that would imply the Holy Spirit is, but I'm thinking maybe Alfred, but I haven't quite sorted that one out. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, I don't know. But <clears throat> if if that's the case, if the suggestion is that God uh, that God is evil, basically, and Jesus is his unwitting accomplice, um, again, it would it would make sense with the idea that the Riddler says explicitly that the sins of the father will be visited on the son, right? So 
meaning that kind of falls in line with the theme of this as well, which is that what what are would Bruce's sins be or Bruce's father's sins be, I guess, and that's that he's privileged. So ultimately meaning that baptism I was speaking about would be repenting for not just uh, fighting crime, but also for being rich. So, so then actually there's another thing I was thinking about, which is that if we think about the, the noble mayor, right? I mentioned that she kind of threatens socialism on him. And then I realized, I remembered that at the end of the movie, she declares martial law. So it's as if it's if to suggest that she kind of sees herself as this virtuous dictator and that that's a good thing, right? So all of these combined really suggest that probably it's true that the reasons I didn't like the movie are because of these subtle themes and the subtext and the things that just don't sit well with me on a subconscious level. Um, and so then that would mean that really all there would be left for me to enjoy would be the superficial aspects, which not enough for me. It hasn't been enough for me since I was about eight years old. For some people it is. Some people just don't think about these things or don't realize it, which is kind of actually a little bit unsettling how subtle these things can actually be. Anyway, I think I'll wrap this uh, thing up there because I don't think I'll have any more thoughts beyond that. So catch you on the next one.